Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 216. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is Westward Bound. Following Ketchin's trial, Peppa and Trick find themselves encouraged to vacate Esbrin Forest for a while. They begin their grand tour of Westnoth by returning to South Tower, where they find they have some debts to settle. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaigns Eastern Invasion and Northern Rebirth, with references to the South Guard. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. And then, we have a special announcement. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Previously on Westnoth, you guys escorted your friend, the human mage, Kachin, to Connie and Marvin's... Weekend uh, getaway. <laughs> Beer and breakfast? Yes. yes. He left Catchin there, and you went back to your town. And when you got back to your town, that was late in the day, and the next morning, you are summoned to a private meeting with High Lord Volos. That's probably bad. Is that a thing that happens? It's not a thing that happens to many people, no. <laughs> okay. It's not like, oh, it's our turn to have breakfast with the High Lord. What does it mean to be summoned? They send somebody to your house, or They whatever. send somebody to your house, and they say, the High Lord wishes to speak with you. Any sense of how, like, my family feels about that? Or are they there for it? Or is Mother like, you behave yourself? I wasn't picturing, like, somebody bursts in and disturbs your whole family breakfast. Right. I didn't know if maybe they just give a note to the servants or something like that. It wouldn't be a word-of-mouth thing. It wouldn't be a written message. Right. Let's assume Penna is present when this message comes in. Mm -hmm. Your mother would tell you to change into something appropriate. Okay. That's good. That would be like, put on the nicest clothes you possibly can. She's not like wringing her hands or... No. I mean, you just defended an alleged necromancer before the court. That was the most high-profile thing that you have done in this village. Right. It's not surprising that the High Lord knows your name now. Right, right, right. Trick, a messenger comes to your house and... Uh, Trick probably asks, uh, is this a breakfast meeting or should I eat before I go? (laughs) The person tells you that you're not being invited to dine with the High Lord. You're being summoned to have the High Lord speak with you. All right, Trick's already wearing the nicest thing he owns. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm sure I had things... So you guys show up. Yep. Volus's house and grounds are kind of convertible in the sense that the palisade that exists to protect the civilians is a brambly thing that can be enhanced or calmed down a bit. So it is looking less defensive of a location now than it was earlier in the week, but it's still imposing. It's probably not as big as Sir Martinic's house. Right. <laughs> to be honest, like the humans, they like their super fancy houses. 
But they're not afraid to really cut into the forest. Right. So you are invited in. It's not the large hall that the trial was in. This is a, a smaller sitting room type area. And an aide brings you in and invites you to have a seat at a table that does have refreshment on it. It has cold, clear water in a pitcher and some glasses. <laughs> I lowered water. Did a good job finding that water. You do have a few moments if you wish to engage in any anxious chit-chat before the High Lord comes in. What do you think this is about? Can't imagine it's anything good. You think we're in trouble? I mean, that's usually a good bet anyway. Maybe he just wants to confirm that, you know, we escorted Ketchin out and there wasn't any trouble. I feel like Hepa would probably also theorize about things in the room, so we could just assume. <laughs> She's just like, do you think he got that water from whatever, or... I assume it's from the stream or from the well. <laughs> Possibly from the spring. Yeah, probably the spring. What do you think's in this cushion? <laughs> Things probably like that. Probably duck feathers. You're missing all sorts of opportunities here to fabricate ridiculous answers to her questions. But perhaps that's because Trick is actually anxious a little bit. A little bit, I think. There's been a lot of seriousness for Trick in these last few episodes. And this is high society. This is not, not Trick's people. I mean, Mother didn't say anything before I left. She just told me to put on my nicest outfit, so I feel like if it was... You look nice. Oh, thank you. I feel like if it was something really bad, she would have warned me. She didn't even tell me to behave myself. Now that concerns me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to matter. Volus <laughs> <laughs> comes busted in. Volus does come in at this point, and he is clad in his formal wear. It's a green... Armor with fluffy shoulders. Got like a cape. It does have slightly fluffy shoulders. It does have a cape. He does have a gold circlet that's more elaborate than the other members of the council's circlets. It is not surprising to you that he has one. Like Thrandalil has a circlet yeah. of gold and things like that. Velos comes in and he uh, he he greets you both and takes a seat in the larger, more impressive chair in the room. I mean, I probably know the proper yes. whatever. So, yes. yeah, that's what I will lead with. Proper upbringing. Yes. Paid 5 XP for it. <laughs> for my mother to ingrain that in me. Yes. Yeah. So you make the appropriate greetings. And he starts with, well, that was a most interesting day yesterday, was it not? Or, no, he would say two days ago. Because yesterday is when you took Katchen out of town. The trial was more The trial days. was two days ago. Yeah. Hepa will say yes, because even though it's not the most interesting day she's had, <laughs> maybe fighting undead under the tunnels, you know, or whatever. No, she's like, oh, yes. Yeah, I think Trick is, uh, like, he doesn't know the right way to act. Oh, okay, okay. So he's a little and he's, tongue-tied. Yeah, he's, normally he would just, you know, flap his gums, but he lives here. He needs to be a little more careful. Understanding that Volos is a super impressive nemesis, do you wish to attempt to make a perception check versus his cool? Sure. Let's, yeah, I think that's fair. Let's try like, to get a read on him. To get a read on him. Is he seeming casual? Is he very serious? He will be rolling against red, red, purple, purple. He is quite cool, as was established at the trial. Okay. That is a success with one threat. Okay, you can take a strain. You may learn one of his motivations. If you want. I'm trying to give you a, a way to hook into interacting with him. Yeah. In the social encounter rules, you are allowed once per encounter to use a perception check to glean 
one of the oh. other side's motivations. One of the any other motivations. Yeah. I would like to know his desire. He is ambitious. Did not guess that. Like, he likes being High Lord. He intends to stay High Lord. He enjoys the position and the, I see. the respect okay. that brings to him. He savors his High Lordness. All right, fair enough. Different kind of ambition than your mother, who claws her way up through the ranks. Because she has to claw her way up. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is somebody born to power, but, like, who wants that power. Yes. Compared to Thrandalil, who yeah, he was, he served his duty on the council, and now he's done. Right. Okay. Have you had to do such proceedings before very often? You may make a charm check. All right. And you can use your proper upbringing. Proper upbringing. I will. And just to be clear, this is not a social combat. Right. So, like, if you fail this role, that doesn't mean, like, he kicks you out. Right. These are more about determining the flavor of the interaction. Right. Doesn't mean he kicks us out of the village more. I was just referring to kicking you out of the parlor. <laughs> What's the difficulty? It's red, red, purple, purple. Oh, my goodness. But I get an advantage from the proper upbringing. Yes. It's so early. I might as well use a story point and go for it. I succeed with lots of threats. Kind of what you would expect, I guess. So four threats and two successes. So that was a very scary thing to do. Four threats. Maybe I realize it's not appropriate for me to speak just yet. Or maybe it wasn't You succeeded your check. You're engaging with him in a friendly and charm-based manner. Unless he wants to learn one of my things. Yes, he does. What is Hepa's desire? Her desire is knowledge. Is there something more specific than that? Hepalonia has a sense that everything is connected in some way, and if you can just uncover enough information, she can just uncover enough information, she can find those connections and uncover deeper mysteries about the world. Okay. So I don't know how that would... Well, he had a whole trial to observe you guys. Yeah, yeah. So this is not necessarily... And the same with Trick getting Volas's read. This is not like in this instant... Oh, no, I mean, I don't know how he would interpret that as far as... She wants knowledge, but there's also, like, bits and pieces. I mean, it's obvious that she collects bits and pieces, maybe, to... The forming of connections yeah. seems to be a key component here. Yeah. Okay. So, you make pleasantries, you inquire after other trials like this. He will tell you that this is not the first inquest he's presided over during his decades, keeping the forest running smoothly. He says, for example, there, there were a few inquests... 30-some years ago. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. He doesn't elaborate. He says, well, he says, for example, there was an investigation into whether any information was leaked to the orcs that had attempted to assassinate him. Oh, right. He, uh, that Lord Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he comments that, you know, you, you two both showed that you're uh, quite sharp. He wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a place on the council for you in another hundred years or so, Hepa. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I might be dead by then. So. <laughs> I would like a cool check from Hepa at the idea that she might have to be on the council. Okay. You who do not like responsibility and being tied down. Yeah, what is that? This is going to go against his perception, and he doesn't have perception, so it's just me three purples for his cunning. But you know it's a 30-year term, of course. <laughs> I mean, it is a long way off, but... Oh, wait, should I have taken strain from the other threats? No, he learned my... 
You should take one strain from them because what he learned was worth three. Okay. Well, I asked because I got more strength, but I succeeded. I hold my cool. My mother would be proud, but I take I have two more threats. Take those as strain, yeah. Okay. It's just like one step closer to being absorbed by the council. He asks you, Trick, what your long-term plans are. Are you... I think he needs to make a charm check, because he's okay. trying to learn about Trick. Okay. Two reds and a purple to him. Okay. See, like, what do you plan to do the next five to seven years, or however long? What do you plan to do the next 50 to 70 years? Yeah. Two reds and a purple. Yes. And he's quite the schmoozer. Do you have a clever retort plan? Oh, sure. Uh, I'll think of that in a moment, but yeah, I'll definitely deploy that. While that gets me. So he does end up with a threat. Okay. But he succeeds with triumph. Ooh. So I think... Given the chance to expand on... But but also, I'll say, like, he's not a bro. Like, no. he's a self-confident... He is an aristocrat, a noble, but he is a charming guy. And he's got a triumph here. Like, he's helping you relax into the conversation. Yes. So I think he gets... His threat will be that he can't get a word in as Trick lays out some his, ridiculous... Your, your grand master plan. It's like, well, first, we have to go to... Uh, Dan Tonk, there's somebody there who has planned an expedition across the Sandy Waste. I want to go be the first the first elf, the first Manu to go back over the Sandy Waste, cross over there, have some, whatever adventures are going on in the East, I hear there's horse folk over there, cross back, reforge those connections. And like, I think this goes on for several minutes. Okay. As Trick probably mentions, um, like, you know, I don't know, I don't have as much time as Kalen's, I think, so I, I kind of do everything a little bit faster. But you're going to go places Kalen's never did. Yeah, but oh yeah, that's what But I'll definitely go places that he, you know, he probably never had the chance to. Okay. Uh, you know, here there's uh, be a scary thing to do, but uh, over on the other side of the mountain, on the east, I hear there's a giant ruined city, you know, swarming with undead, who knows anymore. That'd be cool to see. See the ocean, that'd be a good thing to visit one day. Trick's desire is fame. It is fame. Okay. I think Volas probably infers that, like, Trick wants to do amazing things. Right. And talk about them. Right. And the way, like, you keep name-dropping Kalens, like, it's clear you want to have similar stories Yes, of you. I think that's, I think that's, he definitely gets that. So it's not just, I want to live up to Kalens' greatness, but I want people to remember me the way they remember Kalens? I think so. Okay. And Hepa, your response to, like, the council statement you succeeded your cool check. Right. Do you just, like, smile and nod agreeably, or do you, like, say anything? I feel like that's her style, is smile and nod agreeably. Yeah. Okay. What you guys are getting from this meeting is that, one, you're not in trouble. Okay. But that you are now on his... Oh, what's my replacement for radar? People uh, to watch. It's like when you watch for birds that just go flying when someone's about to ambush you. Yeah. <laughs> so <we're> not... <laughs> Scott is yeah. hawk you're, on you're, us. you're in his sights. And you're young, and you're up-and-coming elves, and you're just starting to get your foot in the water, and you might be in need of, like, manners, right? Like, it might be good for you to have elves of standing who can, like, help you, usher you along the way. I'm so glad Mother's not here. Next thing I know, I'm learning just from mentors all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to kind of, like, suss out what your interests are and how you will contribute to, like, his grand plan for the forest. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> Other than, you know, keeping the forest safe in general. 
but the fact that you're you're talking about you're wanting to travel like all across Westnoth and stuff like that, he he makes comments about like how the forest is like recent events aside, rather safe and secure from outside troubles. It's true that like the humans do bring their problems through every now and then. And it, it might be wise to be more aware of just what extent the growing problem is. As HEPA so eloquently is not the right word. So graphically demonstrated with her map. They don't know how to bury their dead. This is a rising problem and we, we wrote it out 30 years ago, not without some loss along the way. And, you know, we've already lost two elves recently, and we want to prevent that from happening. And so, essentially, he's, like, commissioning you. He wants field reports from you guys on, like, the status of, like, the undead threat. Like, he knows that you guys are traveling for Thranduil. He doesn't necessarily delve into, like, what are you doing for Lord Thranduil? But he wants you to bring back news to him of, like, you know... Expand your map out as you travel and continue to know... Do the thing you already like to do. (laughs) (laughs) And continue to note these undead and you're very sharp, like, take note of what patterns you see, like, you know, we need to be able to predict if and when this is going to impact us. The problem 30 years ago, the humans ascribed to a lich coming from the east. Obviously, we're in between Westnoth and what they termed the east. If the problem is coming from somewhere to the west this time, you know, that's not as big a deal to us. (laughs) But if it's somehow the same issue as previously, like, we need to be aware, we need to be alert, and maybe increase the extent of our patrols and and things like that. Do you have any questions or responses to this request from Bolas? Request slash command. Yeah, that is, it does have that feel to it. That, yes, you will be spies for us wherever you go. <laughs> Specifically, he's saying about the undead, though. He's not, like, telling you to deliver news of the size of the West North Army or coffers. But you can interpret it, of course. <laughs> Trick no. will choose to interpret it as... Yes, previously, you went out and you're like, Oh, we're elvish emissaries. Now you can be like, we're elvish spies. Well, I have to now with the emissaries to the front for being a spy. <laughs> I'm totally not going to be a scout, but I'm going to be a scout. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the High Lord Volus. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything specific. So he had mentioned the West, which goes, he implied because of it's going through the humans. Yeah, like all right. west of your forest is all the right. human lands of West North. Her concern would be they come from the West, they're building an army because they're killing humans. Ooh, yeah, that's there's a, leg- a lot of humans. I mean, that's yeah, a yeah. legitimate thing to say. So I'm trying to think of how she would say it, because I don't think she means to be challenging or anything, but that would be the concern. So I mean, he what... just expressed interest in your analytical abilities. Okay, so then maybe she would say, and then if they come through the human lands, they could potentially be building an army of undead? Yeah, right, whereas they come to the east, at least. There's some dwarves there, and they'll probably shut their doors and... Otherwise, you know, a week. So if there is a problem that's starting in the west, by the time it actually reaches the Esperin forest, it would be a much larger force than one starting in the east. That is what her position is. Yeah. Okay. You know, and he's, this is, this is why we need the information. This is why we need to know what's going on. So, you know, just 
Just keep your ears sharp as you travel. And uh, So he wants a special undead map is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, he, he wants you guys to report into him when you return to town, and he wants to know about the active threats. Trick, what is your response to this sort of commissioning? Uh, Trick will ask if High Lord Volas would like us to visit upon other elves and other forests and ask what they know of the same issue. I mean, certainly the Great Forest, or I forget what the elves call it. Uh, well, Lentonair is the bottom corner of the right. Great Forest, and Westmere is on the other side, and then there's the Athenwood to the southwest. Right. They had trouble 30-some years ago themselves. Yes. That might have even been 40 years ago. It's all kind of It's basically the same time to an elf. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Trick would ask, like, if while we're out, that is something you would be interested in us as well, or you already receive such information by other means. So he's in diplomatic contact with other elvish forests. He's not sending you out to go to them and do stuff, but at the same time, you know, if you encounter other elves and they have news of the regions around their homes... Right, he implies this, but he doesn't say this as bluntly as I'm about to. Somebody as low on the totem pole as you guys are, you would be talking to most likely other, scouts. other elvish grunts, right? Like, yeah. And they would have a different picture to paint than the fancy letters that gets delivered to him. So we have access to information he can't otherwise access, maybe is what he says? I mean, the information he gets is just highly filtered. Yeah, your ears are closer to the ground than his are. So you would have access to a different flavor of of intelligence than what the guy in charge of a whole forest would be getting from his equivalently positioned person in another forest. So by all means, pass on what you learn from other elves and engage with them about what they're observing. So spy even on other elves. Got it. Liaise with? Right. It was its grand plan to unite the four woods. I like how you're calling it spying, even though totally if humans are doing something, I would have no qualms about telling our elven authorities or whatever. So this is this is the commissioning you receive. So you've asked your question about other elves. Do you have any sort of emotional response? Are you excited by this? Are you confused by this? Are you quietly taking this in and still not quite sure how to behave? Trick is mainly processing these. I think Trick's of the mind, like, Trick and Heffler are clearly going to ask all the questions about this anyway. So, like, this is not an extra burden on us. I think Trick will interpret it as, we will do this, and if I need a favor for Volos at some point, I can uh, yank in that court. Okay. But he will not, like, formally negotiate, because right. he's pretty sure that would be bad news bears. Okay. The undead seems to be a trending problem. <laughs> yes. Well, then with that all taken care of, he says, great. And then shifts in tone a little bit and says, and you'll head out to start doing that tomorrow. I mean, that also means that Trix gets out of, like, border patrol duty, so... Heppa's gonna nod. She's a little bit nervous about committing to anything, but she'll just nod because she knows that's the best way to do. And he follows that announcement by saying, as you are aware, since you were there when the council deliberated, that whole matter is now settled. So is he implying that we need to get out of town for a little while? Okay. Yes. Thank you for giving Lex the information. Yes. <laughs> Hepa he, probably read it. He comments that, you know, because of the council's deliberation, that matter is now all settled. But what the council decides legislatively sometimes takes a few years for people to process emotionally. Now, he's not 
saying... Wait a minute, how long do we need to be gone? Yeah, he's not exiling you for years. He's not even really exiling you. He just uses the term years because that's the measure of time for elves. Right. But there are definitely like people in town who need time to let their passions settle. And it would be best for you to, having represented a contentious side of a debate, to not be here. <laughs> Does he say all that or it just implies that? Because it's very kind of him to explain it, he even though ex- he could just tell us to leave and we'd be like, I guess we have to. No, he, yeah. he explains this. Volas savors being in charge of your forest, and that includes like making his leadership and like decision making and everything like on full display kind of. Hmm. And so he doesn't just like flatly issue orders. Right. They're all accompanied by like, and this is why my decisions are so wise kind of thing. So he's proud to be a leader, but also he's probably aware that he's a council leader, which would be a little different than if he was like a military commander, I think. Right. Because although he is the high lord, like he's not ruling by like fiat. Right. So like he is quite practiced in explaining what he wants because he has to negotiate with the council all the time. And then also, like, you two are both young, and he, you know, he already made the point that you need mentoring and guidance and things like that. So you certainly need help understanding his wisdom. Okay. So he, he did explain everything. Like, Trick would like to indicate back in a streetwise manner that he understands and appreciates the nature of this mission. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say yes. no more. We will report as we come across useful and interesting information. Okay. And you're just, you're being sly about this because in your mind you're interpreting it as being spies, but like he didn't say spies. Yeah, and like, and Trick wants to indicate to him that like, yes, I, we can keep this. Under wraps? Under wraps is not the right way, but you can trust us with this kind of mission. We okay. are capable of, I don't want to say operating covertly. Because that would be too uh, overt. That would be too overt, yes. <laughs> I mean, I could try to assist just from the proper upbringing perspective. That would be the right way to phrase it. But, like, but the, he is... Trick is doing distinctly non-proper upbringing here. Yes. Right. Okay, so you are making a streetwise check, and I'll set the difficulty at three purples. That is successful triumph with two threats. Could take two strain. Okay. As you continue to operate in an environment not suited to you. Indeed. I mean, I've been taking a lot of strain, and Uh, apparently it's more suited to me. I'm getting a little stressed out. You have a triumph. Yes. What do you want with this triumph? Do you want knowledge? Do you want material aid? Is there some sort of material aid that he would have that would be useful to us? That would depend on what you can think of that you think would be helpful. He's not going to pay your debts off for you. No, no, no. Uh, I guess knowledge might be. Like, if he has a contact in some oh, city okay. or other. Okay. If he knows of an elf who lives among humans. He will give you a special roll of ribbon. Oh, the favor of the High Lord. Yes. So... You have previously been traveling around with regular blue and gold ribbon for your forest, but what he gives you is essentially a more elaborately embroidered version thereof, Okay. which indicates that it comes from him. So this will gain you access to elves in other forests, which I know we just had the discussion that you guys are like low-level grunt type stuff, Right, but, but you have cachet now. Okay. 
So he's like, use this when you need more cash air or something like that. Use this when you need to upgrade a check with the yes. first, you know, elf you encounter in each forest. And I don't know, like, how much you will encounter elves in forests right. or elves but that are traveling, but... That's just good to know, and that helps Trick understand the gravity of, like, okay, he's willing to entrust us with this. Yeah. His seal, more or less. Exactly. That's... When we're treating with other elves. Yeah, that's the equivalent. Okay. That is a, a serious thing. All right, you are dismissed. Take one last drink of water. This is so refreshing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You make the appropriate plate misses and uh, you exit. Well, this gets me out of scouting duty, at least. It expands what scouting duty means. Yeah, but border patrol is so... You don't go anywhere. Right, but now it's not you're just telling Baywin, oh, I'm off doing something for my uncle. Like. That's true. Give it a mission by High Lord Volos. So, yesterday you escorted Cash into the end of town. Today the High Lord has told you, you need to be out of here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you guys need to... Figure out where we're going. Have a plan. <laughs> I was just like, hope this doesn't get back to Mother. You just Might have been her idea. <laughs> you just got a fancy uh, appointment from the High Lord. You don't I'm, want Mother to know about that? I mean, on the one hand, I feel like it pushes me closer to the council, but on the other hand, he specifically didn't want us to stay in the village. So, I don't know. I'm... I have no idea. Just tell her that he gave you a secret mission that you can't tell her about. I guess we'll see what she says. I think she would be jumping off this onto the ceiling if she found out about it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna... I don't want her to be proud of me or anything. <laughs> I'm gonna check in with Dad, and then probably we should talk to your dad, since hopefully he'll have something productive for us to do. So, Daddy was also concerned about... He wanted to study for undead. Right. Do you think there's a broader project around, or it's different people are noticing things? I think Volas is just now aware that this is an active threat. And probably your dad is. That's been his interest for a while, right? Maybe I should just ask Daddy about it. Yeah. I assumed he was just working on his own, but maybe I he's... I think he was just, well, I mean, for someone of his standing, working on his own and working for the community, are the, those are hard to disentangle, aren't they? So I'm not sure if he's part of like a group of people that are concerned or if he's just researching for his own interests. I think it's the latter. Just a hobby. You know. Like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. He, he clearly shows a lot of just like actual personal interest in it. If you saw how his eyes light up when he was talking with Catchin about things. But Catchin knows so many things. Even, yes, just the way your eyes light up. Exactly <laughs> the same way, in fact. And he will just tell you. Actually, not 100%, but... That's true, because Trick, I... Trick definitely yeah. got the feeling that Katchen was very specifically talking He's... around topics. He says certain things. There's other things he doesn't want to talk about. I'm trying to decide if Hepa noticed that, because I can't remember what exactly I know he did, but... My read on the situation is that Trick definitely noticed that, particularly the last time Katchen was here. Trick was very much aware, as you guys were left the village, of issues that Katchen was avoiding, questions that Katchen never actually answered. Right. But it seemed to me, from Hepa's perspective, Katchen was serving up information on a plate, and Hepa was not always connecting that the question she asked was not the question she just got a pile of information about. Right. Because Hepa jumps from topic to topic. Yeah, for her that's not uh, abnormal to get information that just comes in from nowhere. It all comes in at some point. Like what? I was trying to decide if she was yeah. going to ask or not. I, like the... Look around. The Book of Riss. We know that he went oh, and read it a whole bunch. 
I asked him about it, and he claimed to have not really heard of it. Which, you know, I get if it contains the kind of stuff it supposedly contains. And he was breaking into a place to look at it. I mean, there's that too. Just saying he, he guards information, which uh, to a certain degree I certainly respect. Huh. Because he's clearly gotten burned before. I hadn't really noticed. Also, you know, his journal is uh, written in this unreadable oh, scrawl. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess it is uh, hidden information. <laughs> Just one of those things. Huh. All right, so we'll have you stop in with this year, and then you'll join up with Hepa so that you guys can discuss moving forward with Rainbow. Yes. And it sounds like you have just brought up the Book of Rest, which is you were going to be talking with Rainbow regarding perhaps Shadow Mages. Yeah, you know, one of many topics. And going to. Trick also just, you know, you brought up the topic of, oh, that book was a broken into place to access, which kind of touches back onto this ruby ring you've been using all the time. Right. The ring she has so, to ask Daddy about. We will first go with Trick back to his house, where Nasir is standing an item he's been working on yesterday, and uh, he's almost finished with it now. Hang on, Trick's going to make a survival check to try to identify what kind of wood he's working with. Okay. Two purples. That is a failure with a triumph and an advantage. Okay. You don't identify the wood, because you failed the roll. Correct. Obviously, Nasir has no reason not to tell you what it's made out of. Right, right, right. But given that you have a triumph on this roll, do you want to know up front now the wood's potency? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe like Nasir explains, from a certain perspective even. Yes. What Nasir has been working on is the wooden knuckles that you expressed an interest in. Yeah, I think Trix earlier said, like, well, I don't know, maybe, like, oak knuckles or something. Right. But, no, oak wouldn't be... Isn't oak nice and hard, though? We settled on willow. Yes. For your story. I'm sure Nasir gets to calmly explain. Right. Uh, so Nasir is like, well, my boy. Oak breaks, but willow bends. <laughs> That's not how, how that always goes. From, from what you told me about what you are interested in this item for, your own hands need to be protected in the process. I suppose that's a good point. It does you no good to knock the other fellow in the jaw and break two fingers while you're at it. Yeah, that would be pretty nasty. So, this is this is made of willow, which I'm sure you recall from your time out dowsing as a particularly soothing and uh, just an all-around good wood. It just it really talks to the water, and the water really talks back to it. And, you know, it just it's such a pleasure to work with willow, both to carve it and to use it and... I feel like Trick should have to make, like, a verse or a lore check to try to okay, formally even, connect this. Even though you have that triumph on there? Oh, he can get an upgrade on that. Okay, okay, we'll do that then. How difficult do you think it is to infer the given, magical capabilities of an implant? Given that you recently cast a spell with a staff in your hands, mm-hmm. which I think that one was Willow. You're probably right. I think this is lore. And this is you putting together, like, knowledge of, like, oh, right. Like, and also the whole, like, issue of casting implements and stuff like that, you know, Catchin left here with a staff, and he seemed very happy to have one again. There is definitely, like, implements and magic go together. So we'll say two purples. Are you fiddling with the... Absolutely. Okay. We will... <laughs> I don't even know what the is, but yes. The, the willow knuckles, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely with them, twirling those. Uh, nope, that is a failure with many advantages. Okay. So, if you 
don't have an idea for the advantages, you can certainly help strain as you enjoy the gift from your father. If you can think of something for the advantages, but you haven't put together right. that these could be used. Or there's two different things. Like one is, can this be used as a magical conduit in some way? And the other is, what would be the functionality of it? Yes. So I would say like you could have one of those pieces of... So I think it's more interesting if, given what Jerkis has gone through that, he makes the connection of like, this could be a magical conduit, but in not the connection of like, okay. what's the advantage of that though? Right. That's fair. Plus like the whole issue of dowsing rods or artifacts. It's sure. just like, you're kind of seeing like more of these things are, it's not that these things aren't special, like they're everywhere, but the dowsing rod is a very specific type of magical implement. And your dad has just crafted what ostensibly is a weapon, but with the same care and attention and like intention that he makes dowsing rods with. And so even though you aren't sure like what benefit necessarily it could have, Nasir has imbued it with something. I mean, dad made it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be the best. Right. And you're starting to think like maybe that's not just because Nasir is good with his hands. There is some. Oh, that's a good point. There's some like processing of Fey power going on here. Okay, I think that's that's something for Trick to chew on. And you're just now getting that, which is why you weren't able to douse before. <laughs> Should have just talked to the water. I'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> water, 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 water. Where are you? Should go make a mental note to like just ask water where it is at some point. But Trick will also be super thankful. This is amazing. And like as you probably know, I have an eye and stuff to highlight Fulas this morning. Uh, you know, he's a really nice, nice fellow. Uh, he wants us to do some field work for him, so we will be heading out. Tomorrow morning. Again, so we're going to talk to Uncle Fran, see what he's got something specific for us to do. Is there anything I can do for you while I'm out there? Is there any uh, qualities of water in Wesnoth that would be interesting to hear about? I mean, they're downriver from us, so it's really not a major concern. They're an entirely different water table, like depending on where you're going. Are you going further afield than South Tower? Probably. I don't think Nasir is the type to have, like, academic interest in a subject. That's true. It's not, like, of practical importance to the forest here and such. But he encourages you to take the opportunity to see if you can learn anything about the human traditions associated with this. Well, from what I've seen in South Tower, it's not good. Because... You know, he's heard you talking, he knows you have an interest in crossing the Sandy Waste, and he's not sure that if you have access to some water dowsing capabilities by virtue of your human inheritance, those might serve you better in an environment in which elvish practices haven't been tested. Right. Because as far as he knows, like, he doesn't know of any elvish communities that live in the Sandy Waste. Now there's an idea. So... Mostly elvish water dowsing practices are highly focused in forest land. What do you do during a drought year? Or has there not been a drought year? No such thing as a drought year since Nazir. (laughs) There's not been a drought year since since he earned his Um, water dowsing. Well, you make some rain, don't you? (laughs) So you ask that question, and I think Nasir's response to that would be that when humans are having drought years, elves are not. Right, because they've 
planned use their water in. But even then, ways. they are continuing to manage their water during this quote unquote drought time. Humans are very crop oriented, and that really causes them to concentrate their resources in a way that elves don't. That's true. Yes, it's true. Most of us live in this cluster of houses right here, but uh, don't you remember that one summer, my boy, when you were, uh, you were maybe 10, maybe 15? We camped in the, the northeast corner of the forest for a season. Maybe we make a roll so that she remembers. I'm introducing a random fact about your past. Okay. Right? At the time, you were just like, oh, this is fun. We're living in a tent. Like, yeah. but... uh, Is that the one where I fought off a bear with my bare hands? You might remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's raccoon. You mean Chase the Duck? Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. And he got the better end of you. <laughs> but that was water access related. Trick definitely does not remember the water yeah. access part of this. So, although elves have, like, built constructed homes, they move around in the forest, they make sure that they don't deplete any one area, right? and they don't do it by some regulated cycle of, like, marching from place to place. It's far more nuanced, so that it never becomes an issue. And they can do that because they play the long game. And they have to play the long game because they live so long. They cannot push off environmental problems onto the next generation. Right. These things will become problems in their own lifetime. Exactly. So that would be what Nasir, you asked what you could do for Nasir, but really Nasir is suggesting something you could do for yourself to help you because he knows you have this intention of going to like the driest place there is. <sighs> and, you know. And he knows how good a water dowser trick is. Yeah, he's not like pressuring you. He knows that that's not the path in life that you want, but he wants to make sure you have access to the tools you'll need to get you safely there and back. That's Nasir's priority is Nasir's going to let you live your life, but Nasir always wants you to come back. And he he will not restrain your leaving in any way, but he wants to do what he can to make sure you can return safely. Okay. Enter Kismahog. Nice little hug. We get up early enough tomorrow, which is when the best fish are. I think we can do some fishing before half and I head out. Okay. And he says he'll, he'll uh, put together a package of some trail food for you. Oh, thank you much. Okay. So then you can head over to, to Hepa's. Yep. GM Jennifer here. High Lord Bolas is a character from the Battle for West Noth mainline campaign, Eastern Invasion. The assassination attempt we refer to is from scenario 4A of that campaign. He does not have much dialogue in that, so his personality is mainly my invention here. His physical description is that of the Elvish High Lord unit from the video game. special announcement, a new campaign. West Noth Echoes of Invasion will continue to enter our feed midweek. 
but it will be occupying only the even-numbered episodes of Dicey Stories. The odd-numbered episodes, which will enter our feed at the start of the week, will feature a new series, Alpha Centauri, Chronicles of Chiron, played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator. It's based on the video game Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Here's a taste of what that adventure holds. Open data links. Subject, honest assessment of Earth in 2100. Result, the few billion people, and perhaps half as many kind souls, don't agree on much, but they do agree that Earth is ruined. The environment, the politics, the war, the mistake. Sure, there are pockets where things are mostly okay, if you've got the credits. But you know it's gotten real bad when even the rich people want to leave. Of course, with everything so fractured, no one person or state was rich enough nor smart enough to figure out how to get away on their own. So despite all of humanity's failures, we came together for one last job. Mars is a fool's errand. We shoot for the stars. FTL is a myth. We designed cryosleep pods to last us the hundred-year journey at 5% the speed of light. We took what readings we could remotely. The new planet seems to be habitable, but we're bringing extra resource pods to be safe. Who knows? Maybe one day the colonists will be able to come back and fix Earth. Or heck, maybe we can learn from this project to fix our own house, rather than ruining someone else's. What's more likely, though, is that humans never change, and they ruin the new planet before too long. Copy editor Sid Meyer, under pseudonym Dequium. Excerpt from Don't Let the Door Hit You. Open data links. Subject. Informational brochure on habitable Alpha Centauri planet. Result. Earth is the past, but Alpha Centauri holds the future. Be one of the select hundred thousand colonists to a new world. Relax in our patented peaceful cryosleep pods and wake up to a planet of limitless possibilities. But it's a one-way trip and cellular surface is limited. Remote life scans, however, show a pristine planet brimming with flora, fauna, fungi, and fun. Perhaps you'd like to generously help fund the project and thereby secure your place as a founding colonist. Or are you a driven scientist? Then there may be room for you in the academy or biogenetics modules. We want the best in many disciplines. There are many ways to join and contribute to humanity's greatest achievement. Competitive positions are limited, so act now. Copy editor Sid Meyer, excerpt from Firaxis Marketing Brochure Number Three. Chronicles of Chiron focuses on its two main protagonists, Cleve and Mariah, exploring the themes of belonging, duty versus obligation, environmentalism, wealth and equality, and revenge. It leans heavily on Genesis's social mechanics particularly motivation facets. We hope you'll join us for Chronicles of Chiron, premiering soon on Dicey Stories. Find us online at diceystories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 
and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Wesna by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>